1: Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision.
0: On a Tuesday, we do like to connect with Alex Cook, the founder of Wealth With Purpose, our Ask Alex segment, where we talk about money in light of a biblical foundation and what sort of wisdom we might understand as Christians from God's word about money issues. Alex Cook, welcome back to 2020
1: thanks then always good to be with
0: you alex one of those really really important foundation things for our christian walk often is how we think of our money by way of a christian way of thinking about generosity uh, if we're not being generous we're probably hoarding to ourselves or we're succumbing mm. to greed so generosity one of the most important things we need to talk about as christians when we're discussing money
1: oh absolutely and i think it should be one of the things that as christians that we're known for when you look at the media the way they the way we get spoken about in the media uh, generosity is not often one of the things that people mention um it's which is which is sad given that uh, christian charities of course do amazing work across australia and indeed across the uh, across the world as christians live generously with the money that god puts in their hands but to me it's it's a fundamental thing in the sense that being generous reflects the character of god you know god himself is generous but he he did the ultimate act of generosity of course which is when his son laid down his life for us on the cross i mean giving up your own son is is hard for anyone to imagine but god was so generous that he gave i mean we all know the famous john 3:16 for god so loved the world that he gave his only son so it reflects the character of god um, when we act generously towards others. and when we do that, we are glorifying God, you know we're pointing people uh, to God, and that's we want to be known, I believe, in society for that.
0: Interesting that you say we don't have necessarily a reputation for generosity, and yet, if people were connecting the generosity that comes from all of those wonderful charities that do help the poor, that may do better for our reputation. But, the individual reputation that we have ought to reflect the character of God, but often it doesn't, Alex.
1: Yeah, look, I think, I mean, look, it's partly the society we live in now with this sort of, you know, increasing antagonism. But the, I would love to think that, that the friends, the, the people around us, people in our communities know that if there was ever any, in, anyone they needed to turn to because they needed help, that the first person they could call, the first person they think of would in fact be a Christian because they know that's someone they can rely on and someone who would be willing to give things up. You know, we live in this crazily sort of busy society. People are in a rush, people are in a hurry. Um, you know, even though we've got all this technology and communication tools, many people are lonely. Um, so as a cr- Christian, we have such an awesome opportunity to, to give of our time and to give of our resources and just to to be with people in the community and actually help them. I mean, the sort of the foundation of our ministry, we use the term do well, do good. And the idea of doing good, of course, is using the money that you have uh, to help those in need. Uh, And not just those in need, of course, we want to fund things that are of kingdom purposes. it's not just, you know, the poor, it's a whole gamut of things that we as Christians um, should support. You know, we should support our local church. We should support fantastic ministries like Vision that we're on now. We should support um, those in our community. Communities who are in need, and we have such fantastic opportunity to do that uh, in a society like ours where where the needs are great.
0: I wonder if there is something in our hearts uh, that might be a fear of exploitation when people are asking us for but you know if it's money or or whatever provisions might be required. Or whether there is something in us that needs to move without anyone asking, when we see a need to be able to meet a need, and that generosity might be reflected uh, and do away with that fear of being exploited.
1: Yeah, look, I certainly think in our society there probably is that sort of, you know, increasing, you know, cynicism about when people are asking for money and so forth. But I think um, we can we can overcome that just by. Um, being willing to live generously with no strings attached—you know—we're not trying to get something for ourselves. We're trying to get something for others and to help them. Um, but look, that's that's something that will take time, I believe. But it's a you know massive opportunity for us to do so.
0: If we're looking to the Bible, looking for scripture, God-inspired scripture that might give us some guidance on how to be generous. What do you think of, Alex? What?
1: Oh, <laughs> there are so many. Um, look, one of my favourite ones, which I was sort of going to draw listeners' attention to um, when I was preparing for today, I was thinking uh, um, my favourite is the book of Acts. It's not my favourite book. Proverbs is probably my favourite there's so much wisdom in it, but Acts is brilliant. When We have Acts uh, chapter 2, verses 42 to 47, and what it says, in fact, it's worth reading out because I think it gives us a model as believers as to how we can live our lives uh, in community and how we can live um, using the resources that we have. It says, and so I'll read it out, it says, "'They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles.'" All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Now, look, there's a lot in that to sort of, you know, briefly unpack. But the thing here is that everyone had different amounts, you know, they all had property and possessions of different amounts, but they were so... Generous that they're willing to sell property and possessions. You see, in the modern day church, we often talk about tithing, which is giving. You know, people think of giving ten percent of their income, but this is kind of the next level. This is actually saying I'm actually willing to part with assets that I have. You know, I'm willing to sell. You know, a block of land or a house or you know a business, something like that, to give to anyone who had need. So I'm willing to share what I have to make sure that people are taken care of. So that's a critical thing. But not only that, it, it says here people saw it and they praised God and they enjoyed the favour of all the people. And the very last line of that particular passage that I love, it says, the Lord added to their number daily those who have been saved. So what that suggests to me is the fact that when we do live a generous life, it actually shows the world, A, that we take what we believe very seriously, but it also says to them, hey, look, this this faith is real. These people are genuine, and I think when we do that, and the world sees that actually Christians are not all about themselves and doing their own thing, they're actually about helping others and building a better society. When they see that, we'll see the Lord add number, add you know, add daily the number who have been saved. You know, I'm sure many listeners are thinking, you know, we want to see many Australians come to Christ, and uh, generosity, I believe, will be one of the pillars. If we, if, if we want to see a revival in this country, I believe generosity will have to be one of those pillars because when as Christians of generosity, it will show that our hearts are for God and not for the world. I mean, I think one of the things that I observe in my ministry is, you know, in the Western world, we are very worldly. We are very materialistic, you know, no surprise there. But I think. The church needs to start living differently. We need to, whilst we're going to be in the world, we're not to be of the world. So to do that, we need to change and we need to be the ones that are so willing uh, to be generous, to sell things that we have to make sure all needs get met. So it's a huge opportunity, I believe, for the church.
0: A huge opportunity. In fact, I think it's profound wisdom that if you're expectant, Of awakening or revival, somehow or other, it's going to be to do with the generosity of believers and the generosity of the local church. In order to break the system that we might have that keeps us from being generous, how do you think we do that, Alex? Uh, You know, I guess you're talking about living in some ways sacrificially so that we can be generous.
1: Yeah, look, absolutely. I mean, ultimately, money is very spiritual. So the the core sort of Christian belief around money is that our money is really God's um, and that we are to steward what is God's for God's purposes. You know, I use the term or the expression um, managing God's blessings in God's ways for God's glory. That's a definition I found, I think, at stewardship.com a couple of years ago. I thought it was a really useful way of thinking about it. Um, So money is very spiritual. And by, to, by, therefore, default, we need to be seeking God and saying, God, who should I be giving to? How much do you want me to give? Lord, help me to be more generous. I think generosity doesn't come to most of us naturally. Some people have a genuine gift of giving, like a genuine, it's a genuine spiritual gift in Scripture. But I think for most of us, um, it doesn't come naturally. So we need to ask God to help us to be more generous. But it also means then dealing with some of the barriers if you like that can happen and so there are lots of potential barriers to us being generous And so one of the ones that's really obviously reared its ugly head over the last uh, 18 months two years is the fear so when we have a fear of lack you know we're fearful that we're going to lose our job or we're fearful that we won't be able to pay our mortgage when you feel like that it's very hard to step out and to be generous and so that's why having our relationship with god so strong and anchored and that's something you build up over time doesn't you know happen necessarily instantly um but when you understand who god is his character you won't have fear about the future because you know that you've got a loving god who's actually going to take care of you and and meet your needs so we have got to beat that kind of fear that to me is sort of a, a critical issue particularly in this season that we're in at the moment uh in order to do that um And uh, yeah, and then there's other spiritual issues we may struggle with, you know, many people get their identity through money, you know, they they want a particular car they drive or the school their kids go to or the house they live in, those things um, give them a sort of a false identity, if you like. But as believers, we should be getting our self-worth from the fact that we are precious children of God rather than from earthly things. Because if you're getting from earthly things, they're very temporal, they can disappear very quickly. And, of course, it acts as a barrier to your giving because you're always chasing the earthly things in order to give off a, an impression to, to meet that identity. But when your identity is in God, it totally changes your perspective and, of course, the way you handle your money. And you're much more likely to be, uh, to give generously as a result.
0: How about the thought, and you get this from the book of Malachi, test me in this. Uh, oftentimes we'll talk about that uh, when we're discussing giving to God. The thought of testing, starting with a little, building up, because I imagine that there's a certain faith muscle in being generous and being intentional in giving. What are your thoughts about testing God? If I just give this a try, generosity for this particular issue, maybe we'll just see what happens.
1: Oh, look, I think it's it's great, and the idea also is that you you build it incrementally in fact some people you you will have heard of the concept of what they call incremental tithing so you know you may be new in church um you're not used to it you kind of don't know what it's about and why we're doing it and so forth and so or perhaps you're, you're struggling you know there'll be people listening to this maybe you're a single mom and you're thinking oh things are really tight you know god is not trying to put a burden on you he's trying to use you for his glory He's not trying to burden you, though. So for people like that, I say, you know, why not start with a small percentage, you know, 1%, and then you work your way up and keep increasing every year. every year. And as you do that, as your income increases, just keep on giving. I mean, to me, um, you know, I mean, you probably heard, everyone would have heard of Rick Warren. I think he wrote that book, um, The Purpose Driven Life. And so the concept he ended up coming with is the reverse tithe, which is that you give away 90% and only keep 10%. So there should, I think the point, though, is that our our giving should not have a limit to it. It's something that we ultimately grow in. Um, and, of course, God wants us to give within our means. But that doesn't mean we don't have a stretch factor. You know, we've got to stretch out, step out in faith, and be willing to allow God uh, to provide for us. Because I think one of the the fears and probably a misunderstanding of God is people think when they give, they think it's gone. What they don't understand is that you have this supernatural God behind you who sees what you're doing and can has no 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 lack of resources whatsoever and he can always meet your needs and you know you've seen that you know we've you know we've talked over the years on visionathon and things like that and you see the remarkable provision that god has uh for his people um when we come together and live generously um but also you know the touching of people's hearts as these things happen so there is no lack of provision. There is no lack. God is. We have to understand that God is a God of abundance. In fact, I'd encourage everyone to go and read uh, the book of Two Corinthians, chapters eight and nine. That's what if you want to read about generosity. They're the two amazing chapters in the New Testament that will really empower you to actually realise. You know what? We have a God of abundance who gives us more than enough, so that we can do good with what He's given us. So, fantastic um, opportunity. But it comes from this understanding that God is our provider and that he has no lack. He is a God of abundance.
0: And turning over a new leaf, Alex, because as parents, we might be thinking, wouldn't it be wonderful if our children grew up to be really generous? But somehow or other, there's a role modelling involved in that as well. So as a parent passing on values to your children, I guess they've got to see us being generous so that they themselves will catch that value
1: absolutely and look there's all sorts of practical things you can do here the the two depends on the age of your kids some of these strategies but one of the ones is we call the three the three jars right so if you've got young kids and you can pretty much do this from the age of when they're they can start counting so maybe they're in sort of kindergarten and beyond um, is the three jars and that is you give them a little bit of pocket money and with the three jars there's the giving to god jar there's the savings jar, which is always a hard one for a kid, and there's the spending, now, the spending now jar. And so what you're trying to do from a very young age, you're trying to show them that it's so important. Yes, you need to spend for your day-to-day. You need to also defer for the future. So not everything's about having something right now, Okay, that's an important value. Uh, And then the last thing, of course, and the critical one, is you want to teach generosity from a young age. You want to teach them that they need to sacrifice some of their earnings in order to to bless others and to build God's kingdom. And really, that can start at quite a young age. So that's just one really practical one. Another one that I like to do, and we do this occasionally at the dinner table, um, usually, you know, you get the publications from the various ministries that you support. You know, you get like you know, the Vision magazine and all these kind of things that come into the house. And so what I do over dinner is I say to the kids, look, this is what this is where some of the money's going. These are the people around the world that it's helping or the people uh, that are being reached. And you can have those kind of discussions with them uh, and involve them as they get older, involve them in the thinking process of it and, and the decisions even, you know, which ones do you think we should give to? Should we give more to this one? Um, I mean, obviously, as the parents, you're responsible for how much you're ultimately going to give. But the point is... You've got to model it to your kids. This has got to be something that they see is a normal part of your life. Uh, It's something that you see is very important uh, and that you want to teach them to do as well. And I think if you do that, you set them up for life because really you're teaching such valuable principles. You're teaching the value of generosity, you're teaching them the value of saving. Uh, And you're teaching the value usually of earning because the money usually comes with, you know, they've had to do a chore or something like that to earn the money in the first place. So lots of good things you can do to encourage your kids to be generous from a young age. But the key thing here is you model it to them.
0: Wonderful wisdom, Alex Cook. Alex is the founder of Wealth With Purpose. You can connect with Alex Cook at wealthwithpurpose.com and there's lots of good free resources there available on the Wealth With Purpose website. You can also follow Alex on Facebook and on Twitter. And there's also an at wealthwithpurpose.com email. Alex, thanks so much for offering some great wisdom once again today on 2020.
1: My pleasure, Neil. Great to be with you as always.